We're at fazadestory.com. We're on all the podcasting <laughs> things. Google Play included. You're I didn't even know Google Play was a podcast host. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I just recently heard about it, but it's on there now. Yeah, but so are we yeah. recently. So Lion King is one of your favorite Disney movies. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. It is my favorite. Your favorite. It is my favorite. Okay. Is this one of your favorite movies too, Paula? Yes. It's hard for it not to be. It's the number one grossing animated movie of all time. And so I think that's not for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's one of my favorites for sure also. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely up there. Top three region. Again, when we pulled that that piece of paper <laughs> last time. Yes. You freaked out. It was. I was not anticipating that. I thought it would be something like, I don't know, like Aristocats or, you know, like Which something fun too it would be fun you know i'm excited for aristocats yeah but i was so excited for lion king mm -hmm. and um re-watching it um just recently actually earlier today because <laughs> um, i procrastinated <laughs> um but re-watching it just recently like reminded me so much of why i why i loved it you know mm -hmm. as a kid and now why i even love it more i think like i haven't seen it since i, I don't know if i've rewatched it really at all Except for maybe like when I was babysitting, but then I was mostly like not paying attention. Yeah. So you were watching a child watch it. I was watching a child watch it mm -hmm. in a not creepy way. Yeah. I, wa I've watched this recently because I have a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. She likes movies just like I do, <laughs> uh, and I'm actually really disappointed that I showed it to her already. Oh yeah. Yeah, because as I was watching it last night by myself, I remembered how powerful some mm -hmm. of the scenes specifically yeah. are and to a child too young it goes over their heads and like yeah i don't know because uh this was the first disney movie i saw in a theater in fact it was mm -hmm. the first movie i saw in a theater and yeah wow just that experience was it's un it's unlike anything else yeah yeah so I think it was the first movie I saw in a theater too. Wow. Let's do the trailer. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's get Let's into go that. ahead and do the trailer. <laughs> That's nice. That was good. The trailer. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> circle of life. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30-second full-length animated motion picture, The Lion King. He was born to rule. This will all be mine? Everything the light touches. Wow. But a shadow lies over the kingdom. I will be king. Run away and never return. Get Virginia. I don't want to talk about it. He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. He grew up hoping to leave his old life behind. I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. You're the king. King? Have you got your lions crossed? You know my father? Correction. I know your father. He died. A long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. 
father? You are my son, and the one true king. You see, he lives in you. You must take your place in the circle of life. Simba! It's a legendary tale filled with excitement, plus dozens of wonderful new characters. Why do I always have to save your... Ah! and featuring original music and songs by Grammy winner Elton John and Academy Award winner Tim Rice. This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents an entertainment event you'll never forget. Watching the movie didn't seem as dated as watching the trailer just was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely the voiceover guy. The Robin Hood fanfare that plays in the trailer that we just heard yeah, the, like, makes this movie look terrible. Like, really bad. <laughs> if I watched that preview today, I'd be like, oh, that's a Disney movie we can skip. Mm-hmm. I would not be interested. Which that never happens in the movie. Like, there's never baby Simba with, you know, royal trumpets behind him. No, none of the, the music is, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about the music. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. so we can get that when we get to the movie. But as far as the trailer goes, <laughs> normally the trailer makes the movie look its best. But mm-hmm. that makes it look cheesy. It makes it look like a comedy, which it's really not a comedy. No. Uh, I don't Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't see that trailer as a child. Although, <laughs> you if prob- I was a kid, I probably would have been like, Yeah, you probably cool. did. Yeah, you might lion. have yeah. Yeah. been and like, yes, the next, you know, because I feel like I was, you know, a bit older than you guys when it came out. And I think that I probably would have been seen the trailer and just been like, yay, the next Disney movie. Mm-hmm. You right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially after Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast had just come, you know, those three. Oh, man. Had just come out. Yeah. So I'm thinking I may not have actually seen it because we didn't watch TV. Yeah. In our oh. house. If we did, it was OPB. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds not no, fun. No. Wishbone? Oh, okay. Wishbone was fine. Wishbone yeah, was, was great. great. Wishbone was great. Uh, it was good. It's lots Zabuba of history. Blue. What the, the fuck is that? <laughs> Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mr. Oh, okay. Rogers Mr. Rogers is good. Zaboomafoo was a lemur? <laughs> K-R-A-T-T. They still have a show now, you know? Do they? Mm-hmm. It's called The Wild Kratts. It's animated, so they just voice oh. it. But Yeah, no, Zabumafu was like two brothers who, yeah, I'm going to say Zabumafu <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, I'm trying to think of the song. A lemur, and it was all, it was essentially Steve Irwin's show for children. Oh, crap. And so they had like a. He would like they, come jumping up, and he was a real lemur. And then he would be in this little structure, and he'd be a little puppet lemur. And oh, would talk it's to like them. the the Ubi. Yeah, is that what it was Ubi? I don't know. I'm just creeping with the man movie. There was a lot of Discovery no. Channel type footage of real animals, which yeah, okay. is what I remember really enjoying. I think I remember it. this briefly. Yeah, it was called Zabumafu. Yeah, I, I, I got the weird name. I got it. <laughs> oh man, I just I feel like my childhood was. Made complete by, by some 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 of the shows that I watched growing yeah. up, like Doug. But you you didn't watch Doug. Nope. You dressed up as Doug for a Halloween My wife party. Watched Doug. Oh. <laughs> and Recess. She also got you to dress yeah. up as Recess That's characters. True. <laughs> uh, when we would go to my grandma's house and spend the night, she had cable. We would stay up late and watch Cartoon Network. Nice. Oh. So, oh. But 
jump. Well, no. Yeah, so we both were like, what? Well, the time back then was Scooby Doo. Johnny Bravo. Johnny oh, that's Bravo. true. It was well, classic. What about Dexter's Laboratory, though? No, that was none of that. Weird. It was Powerpuff Girls. It was. I don't even think Powerpuff Girls. It was okay. Thundercats. I oh, yeah. Loving Thundercats. Was uh, Gargoyles on there? Gargoyles was on yeah. there. I don't think I watched that much. Well, we weren't there that, that often. That show was, it was scary. Just, it was very special when we went there, and so we were yeah. always mm-hmm. excited to stay yeah. late and watch cartoons. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. I missed all these shows. Although Recess, I would watch occasionally. Okay. Uh, got it. Recess is such a good show. Oh, it's so. amazing. It's fantastic. It's that playground brought to life there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, switching gears from our childhood to our not-so-childhood. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk about our drinks that we were enjoying here. Yeah, so our friends over at the Speaking Easy podcast, Alex and Jordan, they, um, every episode, create a drink for us um, in all of their home bartending knowledge. So, this week's drink is actually called a Rooibos Rye Manhattan. And so, um, I'll put up the, the recipe for you guys to make it at home, but essentially it's um, infusing, like, the South African rooibos tea with uh, this like spiced rye whiskey mm-hmm. and then um, you like let that sit for a while and blend yeah and then um, you mix that with vermouth and pour it over. would you say that it helps to like sing circle of life or maybe yes. even kind of like or improv um, your own African chant song nah, yeah. right yeah while you're waiting for it I to mean speak. that's what I was doing Clearly, you guys heard me singing oh, yeah. over there in the kitchen, and I taste it in the beverage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that what that is? Is that what I'm yes. tasting? Yeah, it's a little nasven. <laughs> I thought it was African bush. <laughs> uh, would you be familiar with that taste? I don't know. I just heard you trying to explain what that was to my three-year-old. Oh I my gosh! Like, I was explaining what tea was. She didn't know what tea was. Do you not drink tea? No, we're Americans. <laughs> She's coffee a, and beer. She's a little girl. She has to be interested, though, in, like, tea parties. Oh, yeah. She was very curious. She wanted to know exactly what I was doing with the tea and why I was doing it with the tea. So then I, I was trying to impress. I had a friend whose parents were from England. They were migrants. Mm-hmm. Immigrants? 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 With they, an E? They immigrated? No, it's an I. Okay. Immigrants. What's the difference you, between I and E? I think uh, I is a noun and E is a verb. I thought it was a different Wait, and type. I, are you thinking like United like, Arab? No, not emirates. Okay. No, you, know, you emig- immigrant or you emigrant? You're an immigrant. There's no, you, an but e you, and an I. They're, you they're emigrate. two different words. I think they're two different words. We're, I'm Googling I think it, you emigrate and then you're an immigrant. Okay, I think maybe you're right. Emigrate? Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks right when I type it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I could I thought, be wrong I about that. Oh, okay, working, okay, okay, okay. I thought there was a working and I've got a it. living. Well, I don't know. But this one says, emigrate with an E means to leave one's country to live in another. Immigrate is to come into another country to live permanently. Migrate is to move, and then you become an immigrant. I think that, that sounds right, because I remember it had something to do with the purpose of either staying or living. So it sounds like emigrate. So if you're an immigrant you would be an American from a different country. Like, you right. are there, you change your citizenship. If you are an emigrant, you are just living in the U.S. You're you mean an, outside the U.S.? No, you're li- you're living in the U.S., but you're British. I'm you're not British, sure. You live in America. If emigrant is a word. 
I think it's emigrate. Yeah, emigrate. So, like, when I lived in the Netherlands, I think it's I wasn't staying there permanently. As a verb. Like, so the way you were about to use it Wait, is they emigrated. Em- you, so you were, like, thinking on the long right lines. They emigrated, but they are. You could either say they were immigrants. separate. I thought nope, it was Nope, it's a word, too. Emigrant. Oh. A person who leaves their own country in order. Well, this is confusing. In order to settle permanently in another. What is the seems difference like between emigrant like versus immigrant? immigrant. The okay. internet doesn't even know. I know. Okay. Are you on the Wikipedia? <laughs> no, I'm on the Stack Exchange, whatever that is. Okay, Stack emigrant. Exchange like a library? Why Stack Exchange? Dictionary.com. What? Webster's defines immigrant. Uh, I don't love whiskey. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, but the tea infusion does soften it. Mm-hmm. I do. En- I, I, I will finish this drink and enjoy it. I just don't love it. I feel like you taste the tea when you start drinking it, and then you taste it at the end. But mm-hmm. you, it's definitely whiskey in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's whiskey. It's in like the a middle. sandwich. <laughs> I like it. I think it actually this is really nice. Um, I'm typically not like a huge whiskey drinker. But I really like, I love rooibos tea, so um, as I mentioned, I had been living in the Netherlands for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, they're closely tied to South Africa, and so our house was always full of rooibos tea, like constantly, mm-hmm. and so it's a comforting taste to me. Cool. It's very, very good. All right, are we ready for reactions? I think so. All right. Definitely my number one immediate reaction was the opening just like swells my heart. Ugh. That little sun is yeah. coming up, and the, ah, you know, and it's just like, my heart just swells. And I feel like that's what happened to me in mm-hmm. the theater as a kid, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that's like the ultimate sunrise, to which mm-hmm. I compare every other sunrise <laughs> now. Every sunrise sucks, <laughs> by comparison to that original sunrise from Lion King. I definitely had the same uh, situation of the, the heart swelling. <laughs> okay, so the opening is incredible. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wrote down, startling actually because that sun comes up it's just the beginning and that mm-hmm. the uh i can't remember his name but the the african guy who starts that uh-huh. oh yeah cry really mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's super powerful and that's that's an example of a moment where i wish gracie was older when she mm-hmm. watched it first because Gracie and I watched it. We started watching it last night together. Mm-hmm. And, like, my heart, like, was, like, kind of <laughs> pounding in its chest a little bit. Oh, partially because, you know, bringing back old memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just a powerful opening. Yeah. And then my second note is I hate how often and unfairly parodied this mm. opening is. Mm. Because it's powerful. It's moving. And people turn it into... Nah, I mean, you know, or like yeah. there's pink pajamas, <laughs> penguins on the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, pink pajamas, <laughs> penguins on the bus. Pink pajamas, you know, like. Yeah, just yeah. Like, and obviously, great art inspires parody on yeah, purpose. Yeah. You know, if it's just cr- kind of crappy, it, nobody cares to make fun of it. So I yeah. get that, but uh, I, I was think the opening is incredible. wondering mm-hmm. how many times in TV or film, like, mostly in tv that the like simba being like raised up you know like oh my gosh i definitely think of um (laughs) on modern family yes when um i love that show so much when they adopt lily Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, being 
over dramatic yes. about it. And I feel I'm sure that I've done it. I feel like certain that I've done it with both of my children when they were babies. You have to. I yeah. feel like when we've done family photos for your family, Kevin, that you've requested to do that mm-hmm. with one of them, oh, with Gracie. All of them. Yeah. I wish someone could do that to me now. <laughs> <laughs> all I want is to be lifted up by Rafiki. Yes. <laughs> and then over your shoulders are around your ears and you're looking down at everyone. Yep. And yep. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that part, I, we'll get into it with the tissue cry section, but that was the first one, <laughs> right <laughs> out the barrel. Michael's watching me like, really? <laughs> I could see that. Already? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that opening, the whole opening with all the animals, mm-hmm. uh, I also wrote down just how, how, I don't know if it's ahead of its time or whatnot, but the sound mixing and editing mm-hmm. is super. Perb. Oh yeah. Really, uh, it's just it's perfect. The yeah. the 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 one I'm thinking of specifically, and I know you guys will know it, but mm-hmm. when the elephant is yeah. just about to step on the bird, mm-hmm. and they got the elephant, the birds, the feathers, like mm-hmm. those are all different sounds. That they're all probably either foley artists or like just different clips, and it's just it's so it's melded to, <laughs> it's melded together so perfectly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, the other thing that I wrote down is that I remember being riveted. I remember mm-hmm. sitting in the theater and just being like blown away, you know, mm-hmm. by the whole opening sequence. And then I was also, you know, in watching it, oh, I just tapped my tea, uh, in watching it, that it was like, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing, you know, like they, um, especially like towards the end. I mean, they really like, mm-hmm ramp up the climax of oh my gosh um, yeah of that the ending of that song you know like yeah he holds up simba and then all and then the like the clouds part and yes. the sun comes down and then all of the it goes down to the animals and they're all like you know row after row like bowing down oh. and you know it's just like as a kid it's like and when i remember it being unexpected the first time you ever saw it yeah it's just like each new thing is just like a oh, like awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Even the, they show like the ants; they come to go watch. You know, like yeah. they're, they're going along the trees. The it's like all the, the animals, mm-hmm. all the creatures are there mm-hmm. to watch that, all in the same place without being worried about you know eating each other, mm-hmm. which was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And those, the lyrics too. Like I, I don't think as a kid I really listened to what the lyrics were saying. Um, you know, like the circle of life moves us from, I'm going to butcher this if I don't have it in front of me, but like through despair and hope, you know, mm-hmm. like all these like really deep, deep, from the moment meaningful... we arrive on the planet, yeah. blinking, step into the sun. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so good. We sang that in my choir one time in mm-hmm. high school. Um, obviously not as good as the movie <laughs> version. <laughs> um, it but, was probably pretty close. I mean, we were saying on the movie, so clearly. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that I'm experiencing a lot through re- re-watching these movies is um, some of the lyrics in some of the songs that I grew up singing and not really, kind of like what you're talking about with Gracie, like maybe I didn't, it didn't hit me the way that it maybe hit, you know, my parents watching it, which is kind of a weird thing to think about mm-hmm. because these are kids' movies. But really a lot of the content is still, you know, really like, deep themes and emotions that now give me emotions it's interesting because like some of it is pandering and some of it is not zootopia Mm -hmm. 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. is a pander fest. Like they're mm-hmm. just they're reaching for whichever thing is relevant and like sure. whichever hot button topic they can poke <laughs> 36 times a minute to be sure, like sure. remember this is a bunny and she's not normally a cop you know like yeah. oh my yeah. gosh we get it already like <laughs> but like, this is so subtly important that like mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no button they're trying to be like this is an important thing it's it's mm-hmm. all just i think it's so these older Disney movies, Beauty and the Beast, also, um, mm-hmm. we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. Like mm-hmm. yeah. those, those lyrics aren't pointed. Well, I mean, those specific ones might be mm-hmm. pointed, but like they just—they're so honest. It feels mm-hmm. like that. It feels like the difference between The Lion King and Zootopia is honesty, as opposed to—I mm. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I enjoyed Zootopia, but um, Zootopia was a fun watch. Yeah, but, but I can see what you mean because well, and we even talked about it in that episode is kind of uh, being unclear what is, what about what the point was yeah. <laughs> necessarily. Like it was clear that there was a lot of like political or you know socio economic. It was stuff clear going that they on. were trying to make statements, but yeah. what right. is the statement that yeah. you're trying to make with this movie? And I feel like that's another thing is like that movie is trying to make a statement. Whereas, like, Lion King or Beauty and the Beast is just dealing with things that, like, it feels like just, you know, just everyone deals with. And, you know, it's telling a story. A tale as old as time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Lion King is not a new story either. It's maybe Mm -hmm. done in a new way. But yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're just human stories Mm -hmm. told through fantastical elements Mm -hmm. that just, yeah, I I think it it works really well for Mm -hmm. them when they're. I think when Disney works the best, they're trying to tell a true story. Obviously, there's not a candlestick person, <laughs> or really lions don't talk, but they're trying to tell a true story, a human story, yeah, and make it relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like even like Tarzan does that later on, um, in the similar I feel like, like truth way. Wreck It Ralph does that. Oh, I could, I could see that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it is that at a, some point. That's a Disney one? Or it a is. One? It is. It's in our basket. Some other things that, like, for gut reactions that I experienced. Did you guys see that baby giraffe in the opening sequence? Oh, yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just recently saw a baby giraffe. So the version that I watched of this was weird. It was, like, the new deluxe With one. the morning report? Yeah, that threw me off for sure. I didn't – I got really confused. Did you watch that? No, I've heard reference, or I saw a reference to it and stuff I looked up today. Um, yeah, they put it yeah. in the, like, theater production, apparently. Too. Oh. Have either of you seen the theater production? Yes. I have not. Oh, the musical, you mean? Yeah. Really worth it. I wouldn't take a kid to it. Okay. I want to see it. Hours. It's in Portland right now. It's three hours long. <laughs> There's, it's boring <laughs> for um, a kid. It's yeah. beautiful for an adult who enjoys theater yeah mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. costuming is incredible mm-hmm. they don't look like giraffes right they look like two guys standing <laughs> like on top of each other for an entire three-hour performance like it's r- an incredible production mm-hmm. it's just kind of boring mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i would i would definitely go i mm-hmm. want to see it i've wanted to see it for a long time but they it's, add it's here now so much more to mm. the music wise. I was on my oh my gosh, I just remember this. On my Alaskan cruise, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, have you guys been on a cruise before? Okay, so they have like a theater in the cruise ship and they do like productions every night and where there's like a little, you know, theater cast that does some different things or whatever. And there was one night that, yeah, they did like musical numbers from the musical um, The Lion King, except they're just like dressed in these like super cheesy, cheap, you know, like for like they're singing like I just can't wait to be king and he's got like little like fake you know leaves on his around his head and stuff it was so terrible oh that's so it's practically that's like, admirable yeah. I mean you pretty much saw yeah. the play so. I would not have taken a kid <laughs> good call right. oh man yeah any other gut reactions just upon watching it again as adults that we should cover I think those were the main just like my initial reactions to i mean Mm. mostly it's to the opening sequence so um the next section we can kind of get into if you're into it i don't know how long this one will be but style is that a thing that even happens i didn't write anything down for stylists i gotta be honest (laughs) did but like the stuff is okay like i have a philosophical question are they naked i mean they are because they're lions like are we to think that if if it was done with with humans, <laughs> that they would be naked humans. Uh, <laughs> I yes, Jordan. It would be a nude production. Well, okay. The reason I'm asking is like during the "Can you feel the love tonight?" section, they like start wrestling around, and I was like, "This is maybe a little bit inappropriate, actually." Oh my gosh. You know. Okay. My answer would be they are animals. Yes. Right. So, so when you see a dog, you don't say, "Oh my gosh, look at that naked dog." You say, <laughs> "Look at that dog." However, when you see Scout in a sweater, you say, "Ha ha, he's got a sweater on." Yeah. Right. Okay, that's yeah. Um. So, although were you watching it and going like, "Oh my gosh, this is about to be like a National Geographic special," like, yeah, like, are... well, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be, but like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen it, but, oh. but you were like, "This, <laughs> this is the uncut, the unrated version." Yeah, yeah. Well, the morning report. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I rented the wrong one. <laughs> and the Nala Simba sex scene. Also, like, so Scar and Mufasa are brothers, mm-hmm. right? They look nothing alike. I mean, I realize that they're alliance. That's again, this whole section is kind of theoretical, but like, their faces are totally different. Mm-hmm. They're what? Not beards. Um, Manes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Their beards. Their manes are totally different. Like, yeah, um, not only in color, but also in, like, the style. Like, yeah. Scars is all pointy. Mufasa's is all bushy. You know? Yeah. And, like, Simba looks like Mufasa when he's older. So, like, there's some semblance of similarity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that much about lions, but I, it would be very unrealistic, I believe, for Simba to actually become the head of that same pride i believe Mm. male lions go find new prides and there can Mm. be multiple male lions in a pride but there's one king and i highly doubt that they are biological brothers Mm -hmm. as if more of just like a he's the other male of the pride yeah that makes more sense that's why they look different is because scar is the weaker brother and they're all the male lions are always fighting for that head spot. True. If Scar is in a in a pride that he's not the king of, 
he's going to be a weaker lion because otherwise he would be a king of his own pride okay. somewhere. Can we so, use this to like actually segue into the Yeah, because I have some things about that, actually. Yeah. So, because then... Oh, wait, oh, wait, can I jump go. in with a yeah. style oh, thing? Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, get it in there. Um, get that style in. <laughs> Simba <laughs> seems to have a unique texture among the rest of the animals. Just in the animation, mm. I feel like Simba feels fuzzy. I think mm-hmm. he has really well-executed texture mm-hmm. amongst almost every other every other animal feels almost like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. You can really notice it in I can't wait to be I just can't wait to be king. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so cute. But even just in the scenes like mm-hmm. I would say the only other animal that seems to have real texture would be Timon. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has seems to have real strict lines like, mm-hmm. on yeah. their on their bodies. But mm-hmm. Simba seems to be just a little bit fuzzier. Like mm-hmm. I feel like his animation team really nailed it, and everybody else—they're well drawn. Like they yeah. look like lions. I don't know mm-hmm. how specific you want. I feel like Simba's went a little above and beyond. Yeah, that's my only style. Kind of like what we talked about in Beauty and the Beast. How there were yeah. some characters that were really defined and really like well, and Snow White even too. Like mm-hmm. I think, or did we? No, we were saying the opposite for Snow White. They were all had detail. Except that we felt yeah. like the humans, particularly Snow White and the Prince, have just kind of like blah, blobby, amalgamy faces. Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you answered my question, Kevin, as we segue into mm-hmm. Say What? Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, so I was thinking here, I'm, I'm sitting and watching this movie. I'm like, uh, you know, Scar and Mufasa, they're talking about how they're brothers. And then I'm thinking, right? Because, as we've talked about, I love Lion King too. Okay. Yeah. Proud supporter of <laughs> the Lion King 2. So, and in the plot of Lion King 2, Scar's son falls in love with Mufasa's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So now, based on what you're saying, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are like committing incest, necessarily. Uh, so much as that they, I mean, they, they might me, have. Let me take it a step up for okay, you. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Nala and Simba definitely are committing incest. How? There's only two males in the pride. Oh. So she's... Oh, yeah. So Nala either has to be Mufasa's daughter or Scar's. Uh, oh, I guess, okay, if we're positing that Scar... If Scar and Nala's mother mated, then they're not related at all. By what we're positing, that they're not actually biologically brothers. But they're just then, like... If Nala is Scar's daughter, that means that she would be Kovu's, Scar's mm-hmm. son, sister. And so then Kovu would be with his niece by that? Yeah, but I mean, okay, but you're applying human, human standards. standards on an animal world yeah. type situation. But still, this yeah. whole segment, Say What, is just like things that you think okay, about I, as an right. adult that Which you don't weird. before. Yeah, like the part where he's like walking or like with all the, you know, lionesses laying around and you realize, like I realized as an adult, like those are all, it's just one male lion and a whole bunch of female <laughs> lions, you know? Yeah. And just play in the field. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, they're putting it in this context. It's just kind of marrying two different, you know, like human, um, like uh, monarch mm-hmm. sort of systems with you know, animal kingdom systems that are not the same. And so it's just kind of funny. It's yeah, also it was... to assume that 
those two male lions are the only two male lions around. Just because they're the only two li- male lions in this pride doesn't mean that during springtime there are other male lions who are either A, trying to become king of mm-hmm. a new pride, yeah. or they're also just traveling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also, yeah, I, I actually looked it up. It's typically a kind of generalization two male lions and about five females. Although usually the span of a male being part of a tribe or a tribe, a pride is only like three or four years Hmm. before they get like booted, kicked out by a newer, younger, (laughs) stronger stud. Yeah. So interesting world there. It's like a lot of sister wives kind of stuff. Yeah. So Hmm. there wouldn't be actually like a guaranteed lineage Mm -hmm. in the way that humans do like monarchies. Yeah. Also, how did Scar get his scar? And how come his name is Scar and everyone else has cool names? Like Nala, Simba, Mufasa, Sarabi. Scar. <laughs> I don't know. Say what? <laughs> say what? Uh, I would say they call him Uncle Scar. It's Maybe just a nickname. he had his a name. His name was probably... Roybus. Yeah. <laughs> African bush. Yes. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that it's probably just kind of a nickname that everybody's adopted. Yeah. Like, oh, that's Scar. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's clearly not liked. No. Like, he's they probably alone. want him to get replaced by a younger lion. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. probably like, ugh, there's Scar again. Like, don't even go here. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I... Uh, saw some people like complaining about <laughs> about <laughs> the Lion King's or like Disney's depiction of like making Scar out to be this bad guy, um, and then they're like, Dr- "There being a drought isn't his fault. It's not his fault. There was a drought as soon as <laughs> Mufasa died. Like <laughs> that's oh true. Gosh. He would have been not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> yep. He doesn't control the rain. Yeah. No." But Mufasa might because like the clouds now part the for clouds. him when he walks through and I the think whole to circle those of people, life. Mm-hmm. To he those people who it. say that, I would say it's not his fault that it's not raining. But there's even a line in the movie that the herds have moved on. Mm-hmm. If we don't follow them, <laughs> yeah. we will die. Yeah. Yep. Like. Yeah. It's, it's not the fact that. The, yeah. The, the drought. Right. Is not the only thing that was against him. Right. Well, and also, yeah. Scar's a douchebag. I'm sorry. He was mean to everybody. He kept Zazu locked up in, like, the weird cage weird thing. cage. <laughs> he tries to kill his nephew. Mm-hmm. He does kill his brother. Well, theoretical nephew-brother I think you can actually probably just relax with the theoretical family members. You can just yeah. probably call him brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> now I'm all confused. <laughs> I think yeah. they intended us to think that they really were brothers and that, yeah, yeah. that it really was a monarchy. <laughs> and that's yeah. why no one cares about Lion King 2. Why? Because of the incest. Oh, yeah. They're all like, yeah, we can't watch this. Yeah. So. I don't Boycott. support it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, some other weird stuff. Do you guys have you? I recently came across the actual lyrics to a circle of life like the, the, one from the african John? no like yeah. the african part um i'm gonna read them to you the, the nah, that one okay okay so 
here comes a lion, father. Oh, yes, it's a lion. Here comes a lion, father. <laughs> We're going to conquer. A lion and a leopard come to this open place. Here comes a lion, father. Yes, it's a lion. <laughs> Wait, I want you to try to sing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> here comes a lion, father, he's a lion. <laughs> Like, this one's I think a that, leopard, that one is a lion. <laughs> hold on. I don't even know which one's okay. Yes. I read that. I can't even read it. No, it's okay. Read the <laughs> um, I read that Rafiki was originally supposed to be a cheetah, but that's not a leopard, so that can't be what that's referring to. <laughs> yeah. Rafiki's weird. Like, he's oh. really weird. Rewatching it this time, I was like. I love Rafiki. Okay, I love him too, but he is freaking weird. I wrote down, Rafiki might be my favorite Disney character ever. (laughs) (laughs) Rafiki Rafiki and the old willow tree. Oh, yeah. They're the same. They're just kind of there for a point. Kind of like crazy old people. They're just wisdom is what it is. Yeah. they're, They're just there because somewhere along the road, the main character needs someone to hit them on the head with a stick. Yeah. You know, or... Point a compass. They're the Dumbledores like, of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I have to bring it back every episode. I know, I know. No. <laughs> oh no. No, yeah, I just in every story where this every hero's journey, I guess mm-hmm. Dumbledore works. Uh, I would say actually maybe more Dumbledore's brother oh, is yeah. that point. Uh, not sure. Because Dumbledore's a major character throughout the whole yeah. story. He's mm-hmm. he's more of the orchestrator. Like and he's, he you know is fallible too, where I feel like usually the wisdom character is like kind of above it. And they're <laughs> also not important to the story in any matter except maybe once in the beginning to give us reference and then once in the towards the end to point back to mm-hmm. why they're there in the first place. Is he is Rafiki supposed to be like a like a spiritual like 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 what is his role because like at the beginning he holds up simba and he puts the stuff on his head and holds him up yeah he seemed like, like, he like he's a, a jungle a sp- shaman okay right? that's what i was kind of like wondering a spiritual advisor a to to the king, the king. yeah because yeah. zazu was the actual advisor to the king right yes. yeah he's kind of like a secretary <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's the guy who goes and gets coffee yeah for the king um does the morning report yep morning report Baby no, said Zazu is the hand of the king without oh. fight. The without the without he's not a bodyguard cuz in the in the jungle the mm-hmm. lion doesn't need a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So he's he's the that right-hand man. Zazu's probably the most important animal in the jungle next to Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Savannah, <laughs> not the jungle. Ah, you're right. <laughs> That's they, good call. They were actually thinking of like one working title was the Jungle King. And then they realized that it was not set in the jungle, <laughs> that lions don't live in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. According to the internet. I don't know. I cannot confirm. Sure. Everything is true on the internet. But I saw it a couple places, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, watching this was so weird, like, now, with Matthew Broderick being Simba. Yeah. Because the whole time, he's, like, talking to Nala at one point, and is, like... But I have this philosophy, Hakuna Matata, like, your problems don't matter, why care? And I just was thinking, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> okay. weird. I'm glad you wrote that, because I have a note about that. Yeah. James Earl Jones 
will always be Mufasa. Yes. To me. Like, yes. because, because of the importance the Lion King played in my childhood, mm-hmm. like, because that, it's the first movie I saw, it was, it's so iconic that even while watching Star Wars many years later, you're like, mm-hmm. James That's Earl Mufasa. Jones will never be Darth Vader to yeah. me. He will always be Mufasa. As will Jeremy Irons, will always be Scar. Even though yeah. Jeremy Irons is a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones is good. He's, he has a great voice. He's fine. He has a great voice. Yeah. Even in movies like Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. like he's he's a, he's a good actor. He's believable. Mm-hmm. He does his job well. Yeah. But he'll always be Mufasa. Jeremy Irons. When every time I see a new preview, I'm like, I have to see that movie because he's so good. <laughs> And I just want to hear Scar again. Like, and then the same yeah. was for Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which is, was really hard for me because for the longest time, Rowan Atkinson was Mr. Bean. Yeah. Who doesn't speak. Yeah. And when he does speak, it's... You know, like, <laughs> and so yeah. I, when I found out that Zazu was Mr. Bean, that was... A mind blowing experience yeah. when I like yeah. look back and was like, I know this name, I I know this voice because I've heard a, a stand up yeah. album from him, and then he's done some. He's other, been in some other movies, you know, well, American movies like Johnny English. He, he did other um, Love Actually. He had some other like uh, BBC comedy tv series that he did Mm -hmm. there was one called black adder that Mm. i actually was familiar with as a kid like my mom liked it and so i we watched some episodes so i it was like almost i knew mr bean and black adder Mm -hmm. for rowan atkinson so i don't think that i had that same although it wasn't until i was an adult that i realized that zazu Mm -hmm. was the same voice that i like pieced that together yeah i wasn't college aged not going to college but uh <laughs> when i listened to a rowan atkinson stand-up mm-hmm. album and that was when i was like wait who is Hold this up. <laughs> i was 22 years old i was it, it was a big moment for me like yeah what i had that moment today actually uh i was looking up the cast and then I was like, Zazu, Rowan Atkinson, what? So, oh, really? Yeah, I literally oh, just had that funny. like four hours ago. hate to admit that I get him and Andy Serkis confused sometimes. They look kind of similar. Cut, just cut that out for Paul. Sorry. Yeah, do cut it out. They, no, they look the same. Um, after looking up the, like you just said, um, like you just said, nobody said anything else in between. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what? Joking about like cutting out. The thing I just said. Oh, I liked it. Okay. I, I picked it up. Um, I, didn't. I didn't want to ruin it yeah. in case she actually cut it. <laughs> um, so the I I also looked up the cast today and saw um oh my gosh what is the voice actor who was Ed? Oh, uh, and he's like yeah. done a ton of. I mean, he's like Winnie the Pooh and Pete and Tigger and Darkwing Jim Duck. Cummings. Yes, Jim Cummings. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and so then I would like I knew that from Winnie the Pooh. Was looking <laughs> up Jim Cummings and then like a YouTube video popped up of like him doing like Disney like just a string of Disney animation voices. And it's just fun. That Check is it out. Awesome. I recommend it. Yeah. Also, uh, Moira Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh so she's Nala, but grown up Nala. Grown up Nala. 
but she's also the mom in One Tree Hill, and that was oh. messing with me. Sorry, Kevin just rolled his eyes <laughs> so hard it. just now. His wife and I both watched One Tree Hill at the same time yeah. in a very dark period of life shortly after I had surgery. <laughs> it was stuck on my couch. Um, she was pregnant. It's a good time to watch feeding, that late, kind of late in the night. That's when she watched it. Yeah, your yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not, not Jordan. You. Um. No, although our names are both Jordan. yes, right. different Jordans. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was weird because I was like, I recognize this voice. Uh, Nathan Lane. Oh yeah, again, yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal. Very famous Broadway actor mm-hmm. and TV actor, yeah. uh, or film actor, I guess. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've seen him in some TV, but uh, again. When you're only familiar with the Lion King as his stepping point, like mm-hmm. yeah, you're watching the Birdcage later, and you're like, I, I think this is Timon. Yeah, I think I, Timon. <laughs> yeah. I, think is, I know this guy. This is Timon. Yeah, <laughs> or, uh, that's funny. You know, so that, or, yeah, it's that. So guys and dolls. I was listening to the soundtrack, yeah. and I'm like, oh, Timon's singing again. <laughs> and like, and apparently they um. Pumba was also in that Guys and Dolls, like on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, they originally tried out to be, or like, yeah, they originally tried out to be hyenas. Oh. Um, but then they liked they liked their chemistry, and so hmm. they made them Timon and Pumba. Uh-huh. Um, on the sorry, on the note of the hyenas, um, I felt like Cheech Marin was not his like normal, like it. He, I don't know. Cheech is very noticeable voice i just felt like for for whatever reason with the hyena it's not the same you know what i mean it's not just the normal cheech hmm. voice like where I, I almost like didn't quite catch it hmm. if I, or like there are points where i'm like oh yeah that's cheech mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i didn't know that actually oh. i didn't look up the voice cast but uh, you know what i'm talking about where it's like you hear cheech marin and you're like as like yeah, doing voice yeah. acting yeah like yeah. he's always like um, like I think of like an Oliver and Company. Sure. He's not Ed. He's no. Bonsai. No, yeah, he's Bonsai. Bonsai. Shenzi. Yeah, no, Bonsai. Shenzi is Shenzi's Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. 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 Like where, when I was watching it as a kid, I recognized Whoopi Goldberg's voice like right away. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I probably, I, you know, I think that even when I saw it, that I would have recognized Cheech. But. I, I wouldn't hmm. have. Yeah, I don't think I would have at all. I think you're right. He doesn't sound like Cheech. I don't know why you would think he sounds like, or like he just all it always sounds the same to me, except so, in the line. Yes, right. Yeah, that's what no, I'm trying. I, to. I, yeah, exactly. I would say hmm. that's what your point is. Yeah. Like he didn't sound like Cheech. Where it wasn't just the same old as he usually same does. Old. Well, that's a poor. That's a poor cast. Mm-hmm. Bonsai doesn't add anything. They could have saved some money yeah. and yeah. cast nobody as that's yeah. true. Bonsai. They could have had Jim Cummings do both. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> but but Whoopi Goldberg, I have that note here somewhere. Whoopi's best role ever, in my humble opinion. <laughs> I don't like Whoop, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg as an actress. Okay. I don't care. I don't love her. I don't care really. I I know she's a very popular person. The View. I just she doesn't do it for me. I love Whoopi Goldberg for this reason. Yeah. Shinzi. Like, oh, she's great in this yeah. movie for sure. You missed her kind of like heyday. The the. The nun movies, Sister oh, Act. Oh, yeah, Sister Act. Um, Come on. <laughs> what, is she in color purple? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know she's there. Like, I've seen her. I, Ghost. She's not terrible. I just, mm-hmm. 
her spot in my heart, like when I think, when I go, okay, so I feel like defensive when you say that, like, <laughs> I like Whoopi, and then I think, well, what role is my favorite? And that would be Guinan on Star Trek Next Generation. She's like the, the bartender, and she is like the wisdom character hmm. on that show. Another one of my, like, say what weird things that I was thinking, well, not really weird, but just kind of a, a thought. Mm-hmm. So the hyenas are like, which I really enjoyed watching this time. They were like constant puns. Like everything was mm-hmm. puns. Like, I got a cub sandwich. Did you take your meal to go? Like all yeah. this stuff. Because there it, was it great. goes! <laughs> it was so good. But then I was wondering if they did that on purpose, if you guys feel like they did that on purpose because they're hyenas and hyenas like laugh. That's like a thing that they do. Yeah. So I if they were like intentionally making them like corny jokes. jokes. Yeah. And kind of corny jokes. Yeah. 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 I think. I think the hyenas have to be funny because uh scar is scary yeah he's really villainous Mm -hmm. like i said my son didn't want to watch it today because he thought (laughs) that lion king is scary (laughs) when i asked him why he's like because it's got lions (laughs) lions are the good guys oh yeah here's my here's my note jeremy irons is scary to this day as an adult when he seems be prepared yeah that i mean no i'm not like like I'm not like scared, <laughs> scared, but like he's an uncomfortable, very villainous villain. Like, yeah, this isn't your your Schmee and Captain Hook villains from Peter Pan. Yeah, he kills Mufasa, mm-hmm. trying to kill essentially a child. Yeah, uh, the Hitler Youth hyena. Yeah, marching duck walk. band. Oh yeah, that's the terrifying. Lyrics, his voice. Yeah, it's he's a he's a very villainous villain. Yeah. Where lots of Disney can kind of boister up. I would say Gaston is not necessarily villainous. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a bad dude. Yeah. He's clearly not a good guy. <laughs> but he's not necessarily evil. Yeah. Right? He wants to marry Belle. Yeah. You know, and at some point he might even have tricked himself into thinking he's saving Belle. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when he sees Belle, she's scaring or screaming in the mirror, right? Like, because mm-hmm. she's sad. Like, so I'm not. I don't think his intentions were pure, but on some level, you could say he maybe even tricked himself into thinking he was trying to be good because he loves her. Mm-hmm. He really wants to have sex with her. Yeah, but I think he, that's a little more. He plays yeah. it like he loves her. He wants to yeah. marry her. Yeah, you know. So, but Scar, there's no, there's no good in Scar, and that's oh, a yeah. rare thing for a villain to be like actually evil. Yeah. The other one that comes to my mind when you're saying like that type is the. Um, priest from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, he yes. is Pure really evil. scary. Pure evil. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I love that movie, though. Oh, <laughs> that guy is so scary. Some of these villains have a pitiful es- excuse, like the queen in Snow White. Mm-hmm. She's just very vain. And probably and insecure. She's an evil person. Like, she should not want to kill a young girl because she the mirror thinks she's prettier. Right. Like, yeah. There's a problem there, but insecure. She wants to be the prettiest person. Mm-hmm. Like you can't call that super evil. Yeah. I think Scar has a hard, a hard argument of any sort of like, because the only thing he wants is power. Yeah. Yeah. Just and that's not pure ambition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're wading into the deep maybe end that a little was, bit here. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that was deep end. No, it's good. It's good. And I have some actually some thoughts about that once we get there. Um, do you guys have any other things in our say what section? 
No. I didn't write very many notes. <laughs> okay. The copy I had, I lent my copy of Lion King to my mother, mm-hmm. and she hadn't given it back yet. So I borrowed Paula's copy, which does not have No Morning Before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was looking for the remote to skip The Morning Report, because <laughs> I've seen it ten uh-huh. times on my own copy. Yeah. So I, I was, ah. It caught me off guard. I was like, this! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I wrote that down on mine. Like, well, I was like, well, what is this This crap? Like, this is... I'm sorry. The music in this movie is so good, mm-hmm. but that song was not... It was not good. They cut it And it's reason. different for, like, Beauty and the Beast. Human Again, I actually thought, was a fun song. Yeah. You know, it explained a little bit better, you know, put the, the spotlight on those secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know... If Human Again is Alan Menken, because I think it mm-hmm. might be. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Because I... I didn't I'm not see sure, that but specifically I in the stuff. I don't think... I don't think Morning Report no, is I don't think Elton so John. No, I Why don't was it either. on there? Was it Tim Rice? Um, I don't think that... It doesn't say... Um, morning report on oh although I deleted some stuff mm. I know that morning report was mentioned in my little um, mm-hmm. composer's article but I don't remember who I wouldn't it be surprised was. if they were mentioning it because it was not a part yeah. of the great yes music of yeah the well it was just yeah and and like during that scene too normally in the better version um it's like <laughs> sim like Mufasa guiding Simba on how to like crouch and pounce and stuff mm-hmm. and it's actually like I remember watching it as a kid. It was kind of like a suspenseful part, you know, because yeah. it's like quiet. Yeah, it gets quiet. And yeah, and you like feel the suspense. But instead you have Zazu singing this stupid song, you know, and any suspense is completely lost, you know, because you know does it's it, not Do they cut like his little puns that he says, you know, where he's like, cheetahs never prosper or whatever. No, like, yeah, yeah. He's like singing They the cut whole that thing. and they sing, he sings he the morning sings. report instead. And yeah, that's and a great little. A, there might be a similar pun in yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. But no, it, it's nowhere near as good. And yeah. also, it cuts. It puts a focus on Zazu when we don't get much of Mufasa and Simba. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They're supposed to be forging this great li- relationship because you're supposed to be sad yeah. when Mufasa dies. Mm-hmm. With the morning report, it just takes away one more moment. Mufasa dies, what, 45 minutes into the film? Maybe less. Maybe 30 I think it's like 30, yeah. yeah. Like, there's not that much to be like, oh, Simba and Mufasa are are bonded. Are close, like, yeah. Yeah, so I completely agree. Taking it out. Yeah. Or take out the morning report. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah. I was a little bit bummed about that. I felt yeah. like it, you know, impacted my, my watching experience a little bit. Yeah. But Okay, so I feel like this might be a good spot to talk about composers. Okay, I, I kind of wanted to talk about music mm-hmm. and composers and Disney composers uh, because Kevin particularly has an affinity for um, soundtracks or mm-hmm. composers in relation to and the, the effect that a, a good soundtrack has on a movie. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. Well, this is this movie is Whoa. this movie is the quintessential example of a score elevating a great movie to greatness you know mm-hmm. like i think it's so amazing 
to hear that this was the first movie you ever saw in a movie theater, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and just like, no, I mean, just like what a movie buff you are. Mm. And then also like a um, music buff and the marriage of those two things and how this movie is, you know, a great example of those two things working mm-hmm. together. The first scene. Okay, so Elton John's music and is it Tim, Tim Rice, Rice who does the lyrics for these songs? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fantastic. They're they're very smart. Tim Rice, mm-hmm. an incredible lyricist. Elton John, an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. And those songs work well. Yeah. And they make a great, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But when you see the rain sweep in the very first time mm-hmm. in the jungle after Rafiki's drawing in the tree, mm-hmm. that uh, it's yeah. You've been humming it all night. The oh yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, that's, yeah. It, it's so swelling, like, uh-huh. and it just, it, it's so moving. And yeah. so that I have that. The first rain in the film is the first genius of Hans Zimmer, mm. who is my number one film score, my film, my number one film composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, you would know him for the Batman soundtracks very famously, He's done Gladiator, Black Hawk Down. He mm-hmm. did. Uh, he did all three Kung Fu Pandas. Um, <laughs> they're great scores. Yeah, it just was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, but who? None of them touched the Lion King for me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there's like several moments of like timpani drums mm-hmm. where the bum 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 like it's just, ah this. I could talk about the Lion King score. The Elton John songs are great, but I could talk about Hans Zimmer's work all day. We could have a whole <laughs> thirty-minute segment about like each movement, each we mm-hmm. like how how each little bits represent like either the relationship between mm-hmm. Simba and Mufasa. Yeah, because you hear it when they're lying down. You hear it when he's in the stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear a, almost a whole different triumphant. It's the same theme it's the fim it's the fimba theme <laughs> it is the simba theme as he's mm-hmm. walking on to pride rock after he's become yes. oh yes. the new lion yes. king that was the best scene sorry it's very <laughs> exciting but it's done so much differently it's not mm-hmm. soft anymore that that hum yeah. that flute the or whatever that yeah whistle whatever kind of Recorded the wooden whistle the penny yeah, flute yeah, yeah or yeah. whatever it is yeah. it's the same one on the titanic theme like it's just like oh yes it's uh but but when it's at the end it's just sweeping like this yeah. is movie music yeah. to a t it mm-hmm. makes it so epic too like it takes it from being the movie we watched in the trailer with the trumpets sounding to this epic like incredible story you know it's, right and it's all because of the music i mean mostly like it's that's what elevates it to that next level mm-hmm. the lying the the hyenas are funny right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. timon and pumbaa are clearly intended to be funny yes mm-hmm. uh even the the boy simba and nala have fun chemistry mm-hmm. you know there's a few moments of tragedy they make Zazu a little bit funny. Zazu's mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. but I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. So even like even Scar has a moment of humor a few times. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, he's you have no idea. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah the, so there, this could have been an outright comedy, but mm-hmm. instead it's a masterpiece. Like, oh yeah. yeah. 
And it, I think it's due to the score. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. It's, I have been thinking about, I wonder which, um, you know, I, I think specifically about Disney animated films mm-hmm. because of this podcast, but I think which ones would have been great if the score had, you know, hit on all levels the way mm-hmm. some of these movies that we, you know, love that Aladdin. stand out. Yeah, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan Menken was, I feel like, has a good amount of responsibility for, like, the Disney renaissance, yeah. at least the start of that with mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. And, and Alan Menken's a great composer. And his songs are fantastic. The genie song, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. the, I don't know where the genius lies in that. I don't know how much of that was Alan Menken and how much of that was Robin Williams. Yeah. But even yeah. a whole new world, like that's a beautiful love song mm-hmm. in a silly kids movie about a genie. Yeah. Like, but oh my gosh, part of your world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that song is like what hooked me. That's on Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah. As a as a little girl, yeah, like, hooked me on Disney songs, you know, and wanting the next Disney movie and the songs yeah. and to learn the words and to sing it, you know, like I yeah. think Beauty and the Beast is my second favorite score slash soundtrack combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's you know, like that's that's beautiful and like that. Yeah, I think. I think the opening has such an impact on these types of Disney films. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Another thing that they were mentioning in some of the things that I was reading was just like moving a direction to try to write them more like a musical so that, you know, they, yeah, where they have themes and they, mm-hmm. and it moves the story along and, and making sure that the musical numbers um, impact the story mm-hmm. and move it along. Um, and like Beauty and the Beast is the number one that plays i mean we were talking about couldn't stop talking about it <laughs> on that episode about how it's like is just like a musical yeah um in totally. the sense that the music like almost never fades out entirely it's mm-hmm. not like music mm-hmm. scene music scene like some animated um features will be yeah it's but. almost like music is like its own character in the story a little bit it's never really gone it just takes different forms whether that's instrumental group numbers you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing the only disney movie that doesn't have a musical element to it but has an incredible soundtrack and Mm -hmm. score in my humble opinion would be tarzan Mm -hmm. tarzan has a clear soundtrack son of man those songs are implemented in the film they are moving the story along however there's no characters singing it except for the elephant yeah where they're like, the, they have the trash yeah that's a cute yeah one. that yeah and that's yeah. fun they're i would not say really the, singing right yeah and or moving the story along really yeah <laughs> exactly that's a musical number out of place mm-hmm. it's um, a great soundtrack though i feel a little bit like that was an like giving rosie o'donnell something to do <laughs> in the movie you know or a, a chance yeah. to like be musical in the movie hmm that very well could mm-hmm. be. But that's a great soundtrack that doesn't involve any characters singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard for me to think of a Disney soundtrack that I don't actually love, honestly. I don't know. Earlier today, uh, earlier tonight, I was talking to you, Kevin, in your kitchen about how Hercules, I feel like, has a great soundtrack. Because it's like gospel numbers. Um, you know, it just is, 
it's a unique style that is different than other mm-hmm. Disney movies. So I like that one a lot. I don't like gospel music that much. Mm. So that's probably and yeah. I, I didn't watch Hercules as a kid growing up and coming back or watching it as an adult for the first time. I was not impressed. Oh, I feel like you would have liked it when you were a kid. I probably I would have liked yeah. it as a kid. I didn't really like it at first, and it grew. it's grown on me mm-hmm. some. Um, but yeah, when I think of all of my like top favorites, the music mm-hmm. is the main thing. Robin Hood, yeah. as far as older movies, Robin uh, Hood. Yeah. And then <laughs> the four that we've mentioned, Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King, mm-hmm. uh, Tarzan. Yeah. And then, sorry, I'm just like trying to kind of mm-hmm. move forward with it in my mind. Um. And then probably after that, I would go to I already said, I just said Tarzan, yeah, uh, Tangled, um, which is okay. I'm just saying like it's uh, the music has kind of like gone downhill. It hasn't hit like that age did. Um, and then Wreck It Ralph, I really liked. I mean, I feel like Frozen had a pretty decent soundtrack. It Frozen. got beaten oh, yeah. into the ground because Frozen. it was everywhere, but it the actual content was really good. And talk about your smart lyrics mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. same guy who wrote book of mormon which i uh, find very funny yeah um just the book of mormon is so crude and obscene mm-hmm. to find this fun kids music that's really yeah. really good i yeah i know that frozen was beaten like three oh dead my gosh horses, but like yeah well, no, especially for you with having a daughter <laughs> yeah, loved exactly. it yeah oh she mm. loved it yeah um but I honestly didn't mind listening to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch the movie over and over like yeah. she did. But if she wanted to listen to the soundtrack in the car, mm-hmm. I was fine with it because it is so crafty. I yeah. Think. Well, and I didn't mind. My son also wanted to watch it over and over again for a while. And I didn't mind him wanting to watch it um, because it's like with a movie like that, I'm not paying attention. I'm just kind of moving mm-hmm. around and doing other things. But like the song comes on and I start singing along to it, you know. And <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the In Summer song is my favorite one on there. It's so funny. One time, well, not one time. I mean, I guess it was one time. <laughs> there was a time <laughs> when I um, I had been having a particularly bad day, and um, I had been at work, and then I came out to get in my car to um, mm-hmm. on my lunch break, and Michael had come beforehand and had, like, deep cleaned the inside of the car, and he also bought me the Frozen soundtrack, and it was sitting on the, like, on the chair right there. And I was like this is the best. <laughs> and then I proceeded to listen to it on repeat for like the next four weeks. I think Paula missed Pocahontas. Oh, yes. Oh my Pocahontas gosh. Pocahontas has so great music. Good. Yeah. Oh. I just don't love that movie. Mm. I like the music. I think I would listen to the music, you know, I'd listen to the soundtrack, but I could kind of just leave the movie. You're we'll wrong see. about that. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens when we watch that movie. Okay. Yeah. Might have a change of heart. Ugh, that'd be so great. Those lyrics are also smart. I would, mm-hmm. I would imagine mm-hmm. Alan Menken is also in charge of that film, but I could be wrong. It's fairly newer. I mean, newer is in Pocahontas? late nineties. Not late nineties. I would guess ninety six. Yes, he well, was. I can confirm. Alan oh, Menken. Okay. Yeah, I. W- uh, Alan Menken worked on for Disney on Aladdin, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Home on the Range, Enchanted, and Tangled. Now, there's a good example of a Disney movie I don't love, but the soundtrack I'm a big fan of, what The one? Hunchback. Oh, that's I don't the like the ones. movie almost at all, actually. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas is 95. Oh, what year is Lion King? 94? 94. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I thought Lion King was 95. And mm. 
Pocahontas was that far ahead. I didn't go mm. in. But, uh, yeah, Hunchback, not a fan. Love the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God Help the Outcasts or God Save mm-hmm. the Outcasts. Mm-hmm. That song still, like, when it comes on, I, like, get reduced to tears. Like, it is... It is so good. And it does come on sometimes on my little, my Disney radio yeah. station. Somewhere out there. Oh. Great song. Yeah, that's not Disney, though. Yeah, that's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Wait, we're thinking of Fievel. Somewhere out there, his love can see us through. <laughs> no? If I could spend a day out there. Okay. No? Yeah, no, I know your song. Is that is it called That's somewhere? That's the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think that might just be the Hunchback. I think okay. I've seen it. No, all I know. The way through once. I know what you're talking about, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't think I've even seen it all the way through, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've definitely seen it all the way through at least twice. But um, we were thinking of uh, Five Goes West or the no, American uh, Tale. Yes. Five Goes West is a sequel. Yeah. I'm so. less interested in those. Oh yeah. <laughs> Little mouse singing into the moonlight. Yeah. So music good thank you for talking music with me yeah. i'm glad i was able to uh <laughs> i thought this was just a fitting time to talk about that josh totally. and i we are good conversationalists because we don't have the same mm-hmm. past or opinions or views on sure. movies so mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to kind of i don't know maybe vent about great music every once in yeah. a while because i know he just doesn't care so <laughs> i appreciate you listening <laughs> oh of course yeah. yeah. No, we're, we we're happy to <laughs> talk stuff. Um, talk Disney. In my little, like, research portion this week on my other monitor, I was looking up composers because I was curious. Like, I know Alan Menken. I know, you know, obviously Elton John and Tim Rice. And I know mm-hmm. that um, Phil Collins did um, Tarzan. But I don't know a lot of the names of composers generally unless they're very famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um or I definitely didn't know other people associated with Disney movies. And so I looked that up. Um, I don't, I feel like we've said plenty on the subject right now. Um, but I will just say there was an article that I read and I found it very interesting. And so if you're interested in this topic, I would just recommend hmm. um, just Google search uh, top 10 Disney composers. Hmm. I think in that the top hit will be that. It's like a WordPress blog article. Hmm. I can't remember the name. It was like Gold Swan or something was the what the person wrote <laughs> Their under. username yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was very it was extensive and very interesting to me. I'm interested. I'll read it. Hmm. <laughs> I I feel like we got to get into it. We got to wait out there, swim on in. Oh my gosh, doggy paddle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Olympics right now. Into the so deep end the... of the watering hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into it. I feel like there's so much stuff in this movie, probably than any other one we've watched so far, in my opinion, um, of things that are deeper subjects, more heavy Mm -hmm. stuff. We want to get off our shoulders and release into that sweet water. (laughs) (laughs) That sweet rooibos tea. The watering hole. (laughs) As far as the deep end of The Lion King, Mm -hmm. it's just so much guilt yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Guilt and loss is everything in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know Pumbaa and Timon's story, but we know that something bad happened and they felt mm. alone. Yeah. You know, shame or. Right. Even, I mean, yeah. Nala loses 
everyone in this movie loses except for Fiki, right? Because he's he's the beam. He's the he's yeah, ascension he's one above or it. whatever. Yep. He's, oh, totally. He's the watcher, right? Mm-hmm. But so, but yeah. So that was really the only. I was trying to think of deep things to mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. in this. I didn't get quite as far as are the animals naked, <laughs> but uh, that would be my only deep thoughts so i'm excited to respond to what your thoughts were yeah i felt like the themes um yeah grief loss shame guilt um but also like pride which is kind of funny because it's lions being in a pride and pride rock and all that um but i felt like pride was such a big deal too um in terms of like scar and his motivations and so we kind of talked about like how he's this really uh terrifying villain but in part, like, his motivations are done through pride of, like, trying to clear his name or make himself, you know, powerful in the end um, out of insecurity, probably, of not having been that person before and having to prove that and show that, like, yes, I am, you know, I can be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very, very interesting themes in regards to that. And I, I feel like some movies... I don't, I don't know, maybe it'll change as we go back through them, but, like, some movies don't have as clear of a theme, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, what do you think the theme was in Snow White? Vanity, I mean, <laughs> I yeah. guess, is a theme. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's true. Dwarfs are awesome. <laughs> Whistle while you work. <laughs> yeah, hospitality, I maybe. I like that, Paula. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. I, I mean, it was subtle, yeah. but yeah. I gleaned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like maybe like like this was one of the first times that rewatching movies, um, you know, I've kind of been able to see that theme in such like a clear way. Like man, like Simba left right, and I didn't even when I was watching this as a kid, I didn't think about this at all about how like for his whole pretty much his whole life, and we don't know how long that this time period is. I don't think that they ever specify like how long he's with Timon and Pumbaa, but he like grows older and gets a beard mane and. You know, um, (laughs) walks across logs, but like this whole time, he has this like weight. Does he? We don't even know if he told Timon and Pumbaa because he like says like the beginning he's like, oh, it doesn't matter, or yeah, you know. And then they basically go into the Hakuna Matata spiel. And granted, they live together forever, so like maybe they've talked about it. But there's so much guilt and like shame in even admitting what happened for him. I love that part where he's like. I don't want to talk about it. And Timon goes, good. We don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't tell him. No. I don't think so. No, because when conversation Nala... in the stars, like, mm-hmm. a, or, yeah, even more pointedly, Nala is like, wait, who's the king? Yeah. Monkey's yeah. his uncle? Like, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so interesting. And also, like, on the topic of loss, um, you know, like, everybody does lose. And I feel like when I was watching this growing up, I really just saw it as, like, man, Simba lost his dad. You know, that was, like, the big thing. You know, now I think about, like, me losing my parents, and it, like, destroys me. Um, But one thing now, as I'm getting older, I'm relating to other characters. And I just kept thinking, like, oh, my God, Sarabi. Like, her husband just died. Her son is gone. Like, missing. Her child is missing. But she was told that he was dead. Yeah. Like, he's dead. Like, in, you know... A, an hour she lost everything mm-hmm. you know now she's pseudo married to this creep you know like mm-hmm. i don't know was it pseudo married or yeah you know like i don't know i just this time rewatching it i was like shit like she was the one who like suffered so much like 
I just, my heart goes out to Sarabi, man. Sarabi! Yeah, yeah. Like, man, I just, yeah, I can't even, can't even imagine. Um, Let's see, the first, I didn't, okay, didn't write down a lot. Uh, But the one that I did write down was uh, Scar coming up to Simba and just like, you know, right after he lost his dad and just digging into him and making him feel like it was his fault. Mm -hmm. And it's just like watching that as an adult and just like thinking about someone doing that to my kid, Mm -hmm. if, you know, or like a child. Yeah. Like if you witness someone doing that to a child after they just lost their parent, like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wrote down the quote. What will your mother think? Oh. And then just wrote down, that is some damaging shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's manipulative. Like, super manipulative. Evil. Yeah. Well, and not even that, but like he's, like, that's part of the evil of Scar is, like... He doesn't care. He's not thinking. Scar's a grown-up. He would be the head of the house until Simba grew up mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some challenge but even at that point like there's a very slim like scar had the opportunity to grab power Mm -hmm. with everyone and and with everyone's support Mm -hmm. like he killed mufasa and instead of being like simba i'll be your new dad like let me treat you like your dad treated you so that when you're old you actually just move along and find your own herd. And yeah. you'll come back to me and be like, Uncle Scar, I'm so glad, glad to see you. The only father I have. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, no, like, he just wants, like you said, just pounds it and grinds it into yeah. this poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. No thought of, like, it, you know, being so hurtful or damaging or anything. Just, mm-hmm. I have, just the goal just the goal and that you know in his mind the goal has to be accomplished this way not only that no spine Mm -hmm. like not even not even prideful enough or Mm -hmm. powerful enough to take care of it his own way like yeah he had to make simba make the decision because he's still too weak yeah to like kill him himself he's a grown lion he could have just killed him yeah but instead he couldn't because he's weak I also feel like he's manipulative. He wanted the the hyenas to do it, so then he can blame it on the hyenas. Sure, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, right. if, it, if yeah. he's ever found. Exactly. If yeah. it was ever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not a fan of Scar. Mm-hmm. No, big fan of Scar. Greatest <laughs> Disney villain. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You have to yeah. respect the villain. Oh, right? I respect mm-hmm. that. But yeah, that's yeah. Like, he's the greatest Disney villain of yeah. all time. Ugh, man. So another thing that I had noticed in regards. Oops, sorry. To the deep end. Um, this last weekend, we went to uh, we we went out like in the mountains of Central Oregon with my family, my parents, and uh, they have an observatory out there actually, which I'd never seen before. But Michael and I were driving, and it was like probably like ten thirty at night or something, and they have this observatory with all these telescopes. So I was thinking about this because this movie talks so much about the stars and like the kings living on in the stars, basically, or like the kings who have passed on, yeah, you know. Yeah, the kings of the past. Yeah, they're in the stars. And so when we were at this observatory, there's all these, like, you know, science college students, basically, mm-hmm. who run it. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were really excited. And so we were, you know, looking into one of them, and it was this, um, I think it was the Andromeda Galaxy or something, and, and they're telling us, you know, like, what's really crazy is that you're actually kind of looking back in time right now, like, mm-hmm. because of how long it takes the light to reach our eyes, 
this is actually like what you're seeing is actually from the past. And so that was an interesting thing to me in regards to like tying into the kings being there who have, you know, since passed on mm. speaking now, like of Mufasa speaking to Simba. Like, I don't know if that's something they would have thought about, about like the way that light travels and the stars mm-hmm. and all of that. But it definitely was an interesting way to view it this time and being like, wow, this is actually like somewhat like, I mean, obviously it's thematic and, you know, a metaphor, but, but it's, it's somewhat factual. Thought it was cool. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's great. There's only thing. There's only one thing that's more powerful than the ocean, and that's mm-hmm. the stars or the sky. The endlessness of the sky. Yeah. And at night, it's cool because we get to see stars. You mm-hmm. know, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm with you. The other thing too is that like with the sky and Mufasa speaking and stuff, um, I was really picking up on some like God vibes from Mufasa a little bit and like prayerish vibes. I don't know if anyone else was at all when we I, watched. I it. remember thinking that as a kid. Yeah, yeah, because it's like um, you know, know your purpose or whatever. What James Earl Jones also has kind of like a. <laughs> I feel like what a lot of people kind of mentally would associate with like a God voice. Sure. So, yeah, him like showing, you know, Mufasa showing up in the sky and speaking down like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the wind, which is another mm-hmm. cool, maybe non-purposeful, like, how are they going to get Mufasa to show up? He can't just show mm-hmm. up in the stars. Mm-hmm. So they make this big wind storm. Yeah. Another uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Like the wildebeests kill Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was started by Scar or whatever, but but stampedes are natural like yeah that, so much of it gets wrapped up in the circle of life because yeah. like you can't oh, control damn. anything mm-hmm. and even yeah. like the wind an uncontrollable gust of wind like blows this mufasa like feature mm-hmm. you know or like I, if you cloud yeah. gaze at all you can see anything anytime pretty much yeah with, up in the clouds so like mm-hmm. obviously that's what simba needed to see mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah. so like, i don't know this this so yeah good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So good. Way to go, Disney. <laughs> Hitting on the right. head with that one. So I found this on Flix.com. Uh, Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> the Lion King is capitalist propaganda. And this is just, you know, one paragraph out of this whole, like, essay <laughs> about it. Okay. Underlying this innocent wildlife lesson is a stark analogy with the hierarchical wait hierarchical capitalist system. The lower classes are the grass that supports the antelopes of the middle class. The upper class happily feed on the middle class while the lower class scavenge off the scraps of decaying waste and leftovers produced by the lions. In quotes. <laughs> yeah, in this system the lower classes quietly quite literally eat shit. That's the circle of life. <laughs> and then he goes on to like talk about how how yeah, Scar and the hyenas represents communism, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh, we're supposed to like be sympathetic to capitalism and like anti-communism mm-hmm. and that like Mufasa or uh, Simba like goes off and, you know, lives this like bohemian kind of hippie life. And then Nala comes, you know, like to get him back, you know, like go resume your, your, you know, spot in the machine, basically, of capitalism. Mm. And he goes back and, you know, like, that's how they defeat communism. Yeah. Mm. That's what this person thinks. That's I like interesting. it. I like it. I mean, that's Just interesting. cracked it open, huh? Yeah. 
see the connections they're making yeah. in regards to that. I'm I don't know sorry. too much if I believe that. But you it's... can apply that theory to yeah. anything that has three parts. Sure. A wall. Clearly, the the rich, the upper class is the pink, the one everybody wants to be, the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. Whereas that really only works because of the solid plywood or sheet rock that it's that it literally sits on uh-huh. and beneath that is the crappy mm-hmm. two by fours which get literally punctured by the working class like you can <laughs> apply that theory to yeah, anything yeah. that has three parts sure that was a quick metaphor <laughs> i liked it that's how quickly you can apply that type <laughs> of thinking yeah to anything right yeah, yeah i mean and that was like yes the whole like circle of life you know thing kind of carried throughout the movie but that little speech was like a small blip and it was not to say like this is a necessary necessary hierarchical higher i can't say that word <laughs> system it was to say like we respect yeah everyone because someday we're going to be the grass yeah yeah like that's what it was supposed to that's literally the point of his speech yeah. is that we don't act like we're better mm-hmm. because someday we will be, yeah. you know? It wasn't even a lesson. It was a response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, I thought we were kings. I thought we can do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. We eat the antelope. And he's like, yes, but mm-hmm. when we die, we become the grass mm-hmm. and the antelope eats the grass. Mm-hmm. So literally, we're all the same. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is way better. It wasn't message. like he was out there teaching a lesson about how we're the kings, but... We're all connected. Yeah. It was Simba said something smart alecky, and yeah. he's like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on, kid! Like, mm-hmm. you don't understand this yet because you're a boy. Like, you're mm-hmm. young." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simba was such yeah. a little asshole. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was. was. <laughs> he was. Let me ask you about how much did you read about Hamlet? Um, I did look that up. I was wondering if I should say that in the deep end because I don't know if mm-hmm. it's necessarily deep. It was stated or shown in one of my fact lists or whatever that I found that this is the the first disney animated movie that was not based on an original story and mm-hmm. i'm like i take issue with claiming that <laughs> wait they're saying that disney created the other stories no no sorry not original stories like that there was some story that it was based off of so like um a lot of the originals you know were based off of um grim's grim's fairy tales oh, okay so they're saying, that the they're saying that the lion king, king is not the first not story to not be based on or like, yeah, some previous story. But I thought it was based on Hamlet. Like loosely. No, it's well, what did you find out? Like what did or did you not well, you didn't really dig into no, it? No, I mean or? I I saw something that like gave some like similarities and differences. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are supposedly Timon and Pumbaa, right? Mm-hmm. The two travelers that yeah. take Hamlet away for some period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the scar is the usurper. Of mm-hmm. Hamlet's father's throne, mm-hmm. which so like in Hamlet, Scar's or in Hamlet, in Hamlet, Scar's, <laughs> uh, no, in Hamlet, Mufasa. the father's, I can't remember his name, he gets killed by the uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so like it starts off, you know, some of the it's just that some of the differences that they were saying is like, well, in Hamlet, it starts off and the the dad's already dead, and in Hamlet, Hamlet is an adult, not a kid. And in Hamlet, oh, sure. you know, and in Hamlet, like, way more people die. And I'm like, okay, those are not, like, 
big enough differences to me because like we also read, you know, like I read the Snow White story and I was talking mm-hmm. about how in Snow White she gets three times approached by the by the yeah, queen and, and she has the the like the the ribbon the or the comb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like a little girl and she ends up putting like burning iron shoes on the mm-hmm. witch at the end or you know like things like that. Yeah. The only thing that like is really different to me is Ophelia's gone. Mm-hmm, right, because yeah. she's a huge part mm-hmm, in Hamlet, mm-hmm. the sister who kills herself. Right, um, I think that he might kill her. I think Hamlet no. kills. I well, I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've read it. Well, I c- there's two women. One of them kills themselves. I think I his it was sister. Ophelia, but... I thought it was Ophelia too. I know yeah, one I of them kills themselves. I know it was played by Kate Winslet in the <laughs> in the Mel Gibson no. Kenneth Branagh version. Yeah. Yep. Mel Gibson was in that? Mel Gibson's Hamlet. I thought Kenneth Branagh was Hamlet. No. Yeah, Ophelia did commit suicide in that. Cut this too if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when Mufasa is like, you deliberately disobeyed me. That's my best James <laughs> Earl Jones good. impression good. there. Um, it Forget Ask a Princess. Right? Ask James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one Ask is Mufasa. Really... So, in that part... <laughs> In that part, when he says that, it definitely, like, hit on, like, the parental, like, when my parents were, like, I'm just disappointed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much worse than, like, actual punishment when there's, like, that, that disappointment. And, it's, again, it's like, the, it's, like, the shame or, like, guilt in knowing you've done something wrong. Yeah. Anyway. I want to say that phrase sometimes. You deliberately disobeyed. Yeah. Like, where, and I, I find myself, like, trying to choose words that are not saying you deliberately disobeyed me um, because I, then I feel like I'm quoting the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like just today, my son, I have to convince them that they have to use like public restrooms when we're at the park because mm-hmm. like when we go camping, we're just like, <laughs> go pee on a tree. But then we're at the park and they don't exactly get the differentiation <laughs> between yeah. we're, we're like camping just with our friends in kind of a secluded camp area versus in a, par- a public park. And so they're, yeah. I've gone through all of these different um, stages of trying to get my son to understand this, where there was one time we went to the park and I said, you have to use the porta potty over there and you have to like, just come and tell me before you go to the bathroom. And so he like comes over to me and he's like, got his pants pulled down. He's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Or, or maybe I was like, I'll take you, I'll take you into the bushes over there or whatever, into those little woods. But like you have to come to me first so he came to me like with pants pulled down (laughs) um anyway so then what it was today is that you know i went through the whole thing and i try to be really clear so there can be no loopholes such as that Mm -hmm. you know that he needs to go i'm like the the restroom is right over there blah 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 blah. anyways i look down the hill and he's peeing on a tree there's no one else (laughs) around but there he is doing it and then i'm like i'm like hey you know grant no it was isaiah oh I'm like, hey, Isaiah. And he's like, oops. And I'm like, no oops. No oops. oops." You know, I'm like, like, you're being disobedient on purpose. But yeah, the first thing that goes through my mind is, you do you deliberately disobeyed me? Mm. Like, you knew what you were supposed to do, particularly Mm -hmm. because I call your name and you go, oops. Uh (laughs) That's on purpose. At the same time, can you not just think that Mufasa is the greatest parent yeah oh, like yeah. he's just amazing. quote him <laughs> like just like 
he was scared. Like, that admission, if that had come from my dad, like, I would have been shocked. Like, mm-hmm. wait. And and then yeah. Simba's reaction yeah. is priceless. Like, you don't, you're not scared of anything. And he yeah. goes, today I was. Aww. And you're like, gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's going to die in ten minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wrote down the, I well. I was scared I was going to lose you. And you're just like. Yeah. And what's worse, you put Nala in danger. Like, uh, oh, it's just, a, it's a great dad moment. I oh, mean, yeah. I know you are a mother. You are yet to be a mother. But, like, it's a great dad moment where it's like, number one, the king of the savannah admitting to his son that he was scared and, like, the vulnerability mm-hmm. of, like, son and father you don't see that with fathers, especially nowadays. But uh, I mean, even back then, or maybe even maybe even less yeah. back, you know. When, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a great example of like you can be vulnerable mm-hmm. to your children and not lose any respect. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe yeah. even gain some and be like, oh, like well, understanding, yeah, conversation. Like this was nineteen ninety four, like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great moment in the movie. Well, and Mufasa is, like, a badass. Like, that's mm-hmm. one thing that I originally wrote down in, like, my gut reactions when I were watching it. When Mufasa comes in there and he's just, like, <laughs> you know, up on his top legs, back legs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, he's he's a badass and he's definitely, like, awesome. But I think what you mentioned a lot, like, that's something that, you know, if we're in the deep end, like with masculinity, a lot of times it's portrayed in movies that to be masculine is to be tough and to not ever show that vulnerable side or that, um, you know, I guess weak side in the sense of fear and what you could lose, um, you know, that's something outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this was actually like really poignant in that regard of, you know, making a comment like Mufasa is this incredible guy. You know, but what makes him even more incredible, both as a father and also as a leader, um, you know, is not the fact that he can bust in and, like, attack all these hyenas. Mm -hmm. What makes him incredible is his, like, his honesty and vulnerability and, like, his way of seeing situations as they are, um, you know. His respect for, you know, the antelope because someday he'll become the grass, like... Not just cool. that, but the sacrifice, like mm-hmm. the strength it takes for him to jump into this literal sea of wildebeests, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you were to watch, I think if you were to watch that those that animation in slow mo, the way the animators create pain and anguish mm-hmm. in a lion's face. Mm-hmm while he's like searching for his son like they yeah. should like if an animated actor if an animator <laughs> got a an acting award like yeah mufasa would have earned it because mm-hmm, like yeah. that when he, he's you can i can see his picture he's got his biceps clenched as he's like mm-hmm. blowing and he's got like his worry in his face mm-hmm. and it's apparently yeah. that whole sequence of the wildebeest stampede you know, it was like two minute sequence took two years Jeez. to animate, and they even used That's you know crazy. computer effects. They didn't they didn't hand draw every wildebeest. They mm-hmm. that was you know one of the first ones where they like you know drew you know several or many of them and then copied them and stuff like that. But it was mm-hmm. still new 
process at the time. I wonder if that's where you can see the difference in like the characters looking. Like I wonder if if Simba is hand drawn in most of his stuff, while like mm. the big elephants and the I can't wait to be king sequence is not hand drawn, mm-hmm. so it's less. It's more linear and less textural. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Are we kind of done with Deep End? I think so. Do we okay. have any other last things? No. I just was going to say in that, like, you were talking about linear. A note that I made was, like, in the opening sequence, like, when they first, like, go to Pride Rock and they're kind of, it's like a zoom-in sort of mm-hmm. thing and where it's, like, they're using planes, like, different planes, mm-hmm. like the rock and the background. Oh, yeah. And the sky yeah. and the... You know, like, almost like a pop-up book where they put different things, you know? And so, like, yeah. when you move it, it, yeah. And I just, it's just something that I noticed, and I, mm-hmm. I like when they do that. Have you yeah. seen, this is off-topic, but not. We you, love off-topic. You can cut it, too. There's a Walt Disney Snow White, like, miniature documentary that is fascinating. Hmm. Where they shoot, they show the first camera they shot this animated the mm-hmm. movie and they, it's like 10 glass panes where they've mm-hmm. painted on the glass panes and they're like they show it moving for like 16 feet or something like that as it's like they're moving in they're moving planes in and out as they're going through the forest to give the forest more than wow. more than the pick more than two-dimensional it's yeah it doesn't appear two-dimensional yeah. on, or three-dimensional on a screen but it was filmed essentially in three D to yeah. give true depth to it. It's That's on crazy. Netflix. I me as a Disney fan would be interested in hearing hmm. you guys what I it's on Netflix. It's called The Walt, Real Walt or something like that okay. or something. I Yeah. Uh, we'll check it out you, for sure. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear your mm-hmm. aspects. If we you could didn't maybe wanna... do a mini sode. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds great. Things that we haven't touched on yet. We haven't done references and I just have a couple oh yeah yeah in my little references section i wrote down the you know zazu singing it's a small world and then uh just something that i noticed i don't think it's like a reference or anything like that but just that um i thought that scar and gaston's hair was kind of similar like the same color and like when yeah but like when when gaston's hair like his ponytail comes out and Uh like how it kind of like lays it was similar Mm -hmm. and then you were talking about i don't know there's some part where you're talking about scar and I actually think that it's, like, Scar has, like, if I'm saying that he has a tie to Gaston, I think he also has a tie to Jafar, hmm. you know, in kind of the, like, long, um, pointy, thin face, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Gaunt. Hmm. A little yeah. bit. I don't think it was a reference necessarily, but it was just, like, a connection mm-hmm. that I noticed. Right, yeah, yeah. A similarity. Mm-hmm. That is funny. Yeah. My just... UPS driver listens to this. Oh, yeah. And, uh. He loves your fun facts. He would. Yay! Yeah, he, uh, he loves hearing stupid trivia. Yeah. Like <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah, that's so why I look it up. He he, he enjoys that. So. Awesome. Well, I have a few. If mm-hmm. if we well, you were about to go into a reference. I feel like it wasn't really a reference so much as uh, things that remind me of things. Earlier tonight, I was <laughs> I was talking to Kevin, to your daughter Gracie, and uh, and we were going through and. Um, uh, we talked about the Lion King, and she goes, there's only one lion. And I was like, hmm. So then I was going through, and I was like, is Simba a lion? Yeah. Is Mufasa a lion? And then she goes, yeah. <laughs> like, I was kind of realizing this. And then I'm like, is Pumbaa a lion? She goes, no. 
And I asked her what Pumbaa was, and she goes, he's a moose. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really cute. Oh, that's funny. That's all. That was my only she thing to offer. <laughs> For sure. Is this, okay, the UPS driver, is that also the person who listened to the Zade story and when I, when I guest hosted on your podcast, thought that I was your wife? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Shout out to the UPS driver! Not the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not the wife. Did, did your UPS driver also listen to your Bachelor podcast that you had, Bachelorette? He listened to that as a favor. Nah, he, he didn't. He doesn't watch The Bachelor, but he he listened to our first episode yeah. and mm-hmm. our last episode. I won the contest. Sorry, it's I just true. realized this again. It's oh true. my gosh, this is so exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, he goes, the first episode and the last episode were really different as far as <laughs> profanity goes. <laughs> yeah, that it kind of just kept going and not yeah. something I would have thought. You know, that's not the way I thought that sentence was going to finish. But that's funny. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So my trivia. This this is dedicated to Kevin's UPS driver. <laughs> Shout out to all you lovebirds out there <laughs> delivering the packages. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Wearing the short brown shorts. All right. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and get into those facts. Um, a few of them I've already actually talked about, but here's one that I think we'll find interesting. <laughs> Initially, the film was not going to be a musical, but rather a more realistic National National Geographic type story. It was lyricist Tim Rice who'd worked uh, with Disney on Aladdin who suggested adding songs and hiring Elton John. So, Jeez. Um, The film's writers referred to the film uh, privately as Bamblet, noting the similarity between the movie's plot and those of Bambi and Hamlet. See, Hamlet. they knew. They Hamlet. knew. Oh. <laughs> they had to notice the similarities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe even taken yes. from. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, they just don't consider it. They, you know, like, I feel like they consider it more um, inspired by mm-hmm. than a, a modern retelling it of it or something. Fair. Yeah, yeah like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Oh, yeah. Simba was a kid. Simba <laughs> was a grown-up. Obviously, they're completely Hamlet different. Simba was a human. These were all lions. <laughs> yes. We missed the biggest difference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Although, Robin Hood. Hello. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Um, what about Aristocats? That was a story that they made into a movie. Anyways. Yeah, but Aristoc- Aristocats sucks. What? Who Everybody. doesn't? Everybody. I mean, yeah, it's not, it it's not a great, it's not a great, but it doesn't, it doesn't suck. Um, it sucks, but that's okay. Okay. Oh, I love Thomas O'Malley. Thomas O'Malley. Yep, see, there's all the songs coming out right now. <laughs> I like it. I do too, actually. I, so, I'm the 33% of this group yeah, yeah. here that thinks <laughs> go, it's terrible. Listeners, go ahead and clobber <laughs> Kevin on <laughs> all of our social media <laughs> avenues <laughs> yeah all those big aristocats fans oh they're out there oh. my little sister loved aristocats she was a real marie at the time if you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you're about to get it <laughs> i guess so um uh oh well this mentions the like the whole like sex in the dirt <laughs> oh yeah i don't know if i really care are you talking about simba and nala no, no, he like, um, he like, uh, I don't know what uh, you're talking about. No, uh, Simba, adult Simba, right? Like, 
slumps down in um on the side of the cliff and like there's some it's not dirt it's like dust and um, yeah like some flower petals mm-hmm. it goes up in the air off the cliff and it spells and sex. it looks like it says sex the claim i'll show it to you is that it says sfx for special effects like that they that the special effects people were just like putting a little easter egg in there for themselves well, they should have been more careful about how it looks there. Yeah, there's all this stuff about Disney movies and subliminal messages. Yeah, you know, that stuff. kind of stuff. Right. right. I wonder if that's kind that. of a thing where it's like, oh, I see. I Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, it has to be that, like, gif where they, like, is that what you're watching? No, it's like, just the, let me see if see, I can I've seen it, like, a gif where it goes, GIF, like, forward GIF. and back. Right. Forward and back. Jordan, okay, uh, just a little note about Jordan. She cannot just say one or the other. Every <laughs> she, time. Uh, she, she always alternates. says she no. She just always calls it a gift gif every time. Because I never know which ones. Well, I, I don't know which ones right. And you beat you beat it. <laughs> you beat it. You win. Yeah. You won. I know. Hence my 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 point. See. Okay. I get. Plus, it's a lot more fun to say gift gif than it is to say gift or, or gif. gif. Gift gif is like this fun thing. And let's just say you don't say it the one way the other person mm-hmm. says it. You have no idea what they're talking about. Like, did you see yeah. that GIF? If you say GIF normally, you don't know what they're talking about. You're like, GIF, peanut butter, uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. What do you, do you say GIF? I don't know. I very oh. rarely say it. <laughs> I'm usually like, how does my, how do, how can, I get my, how can I get my phone to send those that moving, moving pictures? pictures. <laughs> Harry Potter pictures. That's what I want. Yes. You know? That's essentially what the wizarding world has is GIF GIFs. Oh, they're not that special at all. Nope. I think Not lots really. of people use the gift gif. Um, so when I was looking for that for that gift gif uh-huh. thing, I found this, this picture, this mean thing of Nala. Hakuna <laughs> 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 Matata. That's good. That's good. It's on the play of the Are They Naked, basically, mm-hmm. when I said they were wrestling, and it's Nala looking at Simba sultrily. Sex in the dirt. Yeah, sex in the yep. dirt. Yep. It says, hey Simba, Hakuna Maitatas. <laughs> That's good. That's solid. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so I was incorrect earlier. Lion King is the top grossing hand-drawn cartoon of all ah. time. Fourth bi- biggest for, wait, fourth biggest animated feature of all time. Any guesses on what the top three would be? Snow White. Frozen. Top, top top animated of all time so this was saying um it was the top hand drawn right oh never mind so not frozen i think it frozen oh you don't have them no i do oh wait so is it on there <laughs> no it's not finding oh. nemo yes what? finding nemo it could this could be an old list though. wait i think we talked about this in, i think it is an old list okay in a different episode somehow we talked about this because you were quizzing me in the first episode about mm-hmm. the highest Yes, that's how I knew it was Finding Nemo. Yeah, it was Finding Nemo. <laughs> that's funny. Well, what are the that. other two? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other two are I don't know. Shrek 2 what? and Toy Story 3. What? I get it. I get it. Shrek based 2 is upon, terrible. <laughs> but based upon the, like, theater popul- yeah, mm-hmm. popularity of previous. Right. The first Shrek was great, though. It was so funny. In hindsight, it's not that good. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, I watched um, it recently with Gracie and was like, it's funny, like it's good, but I'd way I as an adult even I would rather watch How to Train Your Dragon one or two, mm-hmm. oh, any of the Kung Fu Pandas. I just I think maybe the fact that it was so for adults 
but for yeah. kids was like a it was just mixture thing loaded with little kind of witty things yeah. in there yeah. yeah well i think when it came out i don't know when it was like what 2004 or something like i, I feel know. like i was like a like a a teenager or like preteen and so it was like edgy enough that i felt like i get this you kind of get <laughs> i know what they're talking about you got about. some of the jokes yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know cuz some people call ass donkeys or donkeys <laughs> asses so it's like when i'm going to save my ass you're like ah, it's a donkey you got that joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just listening to the soundtrack. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like I would. I would cry. Yeah, I might cry still. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, I would say depending on the state that I'm in, for sure. Mm. You know, if yeah. I was, if I was in like a, I need something to put me over the edge and have a good cry. <laughs> then yeah, for yeah. sure. Get your glass of wine and your Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> so I Perfect started Monday this night. movie with Gracie. I mentioned that at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. We had to eat dinner, so we had to take a break probably 15 minutes in. And then I I waited to uh, I waited to finish it until after Jordan and I had watched Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> One of my notes says, poor Vinny. Um, <laughs> did you cry about no, poor Vinny? No, I did not cry about poor Vinny. But, uh, but afterward, I was so glad to watch it by myself mm. in the dark. Yeah. Because, like... One of one of my, I love taking notes on a movie every once in a while. But yeah. like, when you're taking notes or preoccupied yeah. doing stuff, like it Not takes a bit present. of the impact out. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to yeah. uh, my notes slowly got less and less yeah. as I got immersed back into the story. I've seen yeah, maybe that's what I need times. to do. So, uh, but yeah. yeah I do like taking notes. It's a fun project for me who mm-hmm. rates movies on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So to, to once in a while take critical notes about the animation style. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some things like that scene, you can cry even while taking notes. But yeah, but it's harder to do that. It is harder to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one of the most emotional Disney movies I feel like that are out there. You know, like when you talk about like hard Disney moments, Mufasa's death is number one on that list, pretty much unanimously. Mm-hmm. Box in the house is also number one, but um, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so good, good job, criers. Um, all right, so I think that we are probably on to uh, rating from here. So, Paula, you want to start? Sure. <laughs> really? Um, let's see. Oh, well. I don't know why I'm acting like this is going to be hard for me. It's 10 out of 10. Twice um, in a row. Yes. 10 out of 10. 
picking the thing it's going to be out of yeah. is the most difficult part for me. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 lovely bunches of coconuts. <laughs> nice. Thank you. All right. That's good. That's it. I guess I don't – do I need to say why? I mean, we've talked about we've it for like three hours. I, I think mean, so too. Okay. I think good. you're good. About you, Kevin. You're good. Well, to be fair, about the length – when you introduce a guest, you have to add in almost a whole nother episode. Yeah. Just don't beat yourself up if it's longer. Three hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we subscri- we each subscribe to a podcast that is regularly three hours in length. And yeah. and we are pretty much fine listening to it. Although yeah. we, we just talked about tonight that getting behind on it. Oh yeah. Is when you get behind it's like eighteen hours mm-hmm. worth of things to listen to and I that's I don't think we'll ever put out a three-hour episode. We'll see. <laughs> I listened I to a 19-hour collection of podcasts Word. on how to organize your DVD show. Why? Wow. That sounds terrible. <laughs> 19 <laughs> hours? How do you even talk that long about DVDs? Who even has four, DVDs anymore? Four hours long, roughly, each episode, five parts. Interesting. It was interesting. Sorry, it I'm ended up being a lot of because they recorded it at separate times with mm-hmm. listener questions on where would okay, so like seven. The movie seven on the title has S E number seven E N. Oh. That's on the spine. Where do you put that? You put it is with it S E V. Is it S E V? Okay, That's so what I would do. half of the crew put it in S E before S E A, so it would go before Seabiscuit. Oh no, that seems wrong, because the name of the movie is Seven, so you know what it is. Right, but if you're alphabetizing by spine, <gasps> right, and then and then other questions you were guys. like Dark Knight. <laughs> I feel like I could talk about this for 19 hours. <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy does that go in one spot? Because one is Batman Begins, one is the Dark Knight, and one is the Dark Knight Rises. So the Dark Knight. You put them all together. Obviously, it's so, a trilogy. Okay. So does B go in the D for the Dark Knight trilogy? <laughs> or do the Ds interrupt the Bs because it's Batman Begins is the first movie? No. You put it with the Dark Knight trilogy because that's the name of the trilogy. Just like when I'm organizing my books, I put um, the His Dark Materials trilogy in the H section, even though um, you know Golden Compass started with a G. He says right. it like it's so set, set okay. in stone and definite. So now Star Wars. But that way I definite. can find it instead of searching for each individual one in different spots. Where do you put Star Wars? S-T. Star Wars. Star Wars, colon, What's a the new first hope. movie? Is it a, a New Hope? Is it a Phantom Menace? Mm-hmm. Well, Is it episode one? Is it episode four? I, personally, would organize it by the order, probably. By release date. Yeah. So, so then but why are you order organizing it alphabetically? Well, maybe I would do it alphabetically. I don't know. I just want them all to be in the same spot. 19 hours. <laughs> 19 hours of that. <laughs> I, yeah, was also, I, guess I was also driving them. Yeah, because like Harry Potter, I'd want them to all be in order. I wouldn't want it to be mixed up. Organize cool. my DVDs. I just shove them in. And then when I'm looking for some, because I mine are like stacked, you know, 
too thick too so i have to like oh, pull yeah. out look oh, behind yeah, yeah. no way yeah but i also have one shelf this big stacked double thick and that's it, all that i have i don't really don't have, have a lot DVDs. of dvds where would you put like a dvd titled mm. ragamuffin <laughs> what is that it's the one, that, the one that i lost i don't know where she has that's the one she has theoretically and have uh, you where would you put frost nixon <laughs> <laughs> i would put it right next to your other one because you've already replaced it in your dvd collection <laughs> yeah i would put it back on your shelf that's a good that's a good answer nice. now i have should i know wagon, where it's at <laughs> yeah and i haven't watched that yet <laughs> i will someday i'll find it and it'll be really funny because it'll be like 10 years from now. Be like, here's your 75th birthday present. <laughs> be like, sorry oh, that you can't watch you this can't anymore. You can't watch Blu-rays anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about before Lion we King, on the for me, <laughs> 19 hours. is a 10. It's my favorite. I, so there's like, what, 50? 50 or more-ish? Yes. Yeah. Like, between 50 and 75 in here. Mm-hmm. So there can't be many 10. Beauty and the Beast is a 10. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so here's my qualm. There is a big portion of Lion King that doesn't work for me, and it's Timon and Pumbaa. Mm. Uh, the scene that Paula cried at, where he's, and when they find him, works great. The characters I understand the necessity of, but from... Even Hakuna Matata. I think it's a great song, mm-hmm. but that passage of time, that essentially is a 15-minute montage yeah. to show the passing of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it works as an adult. I thought it was great as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to be Jordan, you, mm-hmm. uh, and there was only one out of these 75 films that deserved a 10 think it would be Beauty and the Beast. I think it's a better film. But since I'm Kevin and I can give a few movies <laughs> oh my gosh. tens, uh, Beauty and the Beast would be ten, Lion King is a ten, mostly for the score, actually, mm-hmm. and just the depth. It's such a deep movie. There's hardly, yeah. like, the Timon and Pumbaa character are really the, the filler. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not... Even that, though, there's depth in that because it's showing, like, running away from your pro- from your problems oh, yeah, versus sure. actually it's, facing them. You know, if we're talking about super flat characters without any sort of, like, mm-hmm. for example, Snow White, what a flat character. Mm-hmm. Talk about depth of character in each character mm-hmm. of the Lion King. Yeah. Uh, I think Beauty and the Beast has that too. Mm-hmm. And the last one yeah. I would say that gets a 10 is probably Robin Hood. I love Robin Hood. I think that that has mostly a nostalgic story for me. I just, I I own the Adventures of Robin Hood starring Errol Flynn. I own (laughs) the Million Kites. I have the crappy Gerard Butler one. (laughs) Or not Gerard Butler. The Russell Crowe one. I can't believe I stole that. Oh, yeah. I have uh, the Disney one. Do you have Prince of Thieves? I do not (laughs) because nobody should own that one. I love Robin Hood. It's probably my favorite story of mm-hmm. all time. So, Robin Hood, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast are tens to me. Mm-hmm. So, Lion King is a ten out of ten. What? Birdie Boiler. 
<laughs> That's funny. Look at her knob on her wearing. It's good. Um, so when contemplating my Lion King rating, I really tried to suspend. What are you doing over there? Oh, okay. Um, I really tried to like suspend cynicism, but also like somewhat suspend nostalgia and try to really know like now what do I think of this movie? Because that's what it was for Beauty and the Beast. When I was a kid, Beauty and the Beast was a 10. Now, Beauty and the Beast is a 9.5, which is only a half point off from a 10, which I know you disagree with, but I felt like there was a little bit that I wanted more explanation for. Lion King, on the other hand, I actually feel completely different. I think that it is not even just with Disney movies, but I think I would give it a 10 as a movie in general comparatively to other movies. Um, just in terms of cinema. I think that it is incredibly deep. Um, I think that the themes that are there like apply to me now, and I can take things watching this movie that's an animated movie and actually apply it to my life still. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it causes, it evokes emotion that's real that people can relate to. The music is gorgeous. The animation is beautiful. Um, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Beard memes. And Beard memes. <laughs> I like and it. I stand by that. And there may be other tens, but I want to make sure that I'm giving, I'm voting, f I'm giving the rating that I feel good about. I feel good about giving Lion I'm King a, a ten. I'm honestly, I'm a hundred percent okay with your nine and a half out of ten. Good. With Beauty and the Beast, I, you're still full of shit. But <laughs> <laughs> will uh, you be upset if she gives something else a ten and gave? I can still acknowledge the fact that she's wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I just, to me, Beauty and the Beast is the best all-around movie. Mm -hmm. So for you to give a 9.5 out, I would feel really harsh, or I would, I would feel robbed if you weren't willing to give the, the one that I considered best a, not a, a mm -hmm. 9.5 instead of a 10, and then every other movie you kind of stack against a 9.5, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. if you have a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. you're only rating 70 movies. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's a scope here. There is a best, and there is a worst, yeah. right? So there yeah. has to be a 10, I, and there has yeah. to be a 1 I think for that you to grade on, right? Yeah, that's sure. what I so feel like. So for me to think that Beauty and the Beast is my 10, for you to say it's 9.5, I just want to know that there's a 10 yeah. out there. So no, Lion King I, is a 10 to me. In saying that, I don't know if I'll ever give something a 1, right? Like you said at the beginning, um, or when you were talking to us about like rating, that it's probably would be rare that you ever give out a 1. Uh-huh. I think that might be true. We'll see. Yeah. There's, there's movies Who knows? That there's movies we've seen. never, ever seen that look really weird. Yeah, but well, I still, I'm just not a person who usually gives, like, a super Paul is a teacher, rating so there's to that. something. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. The thing is, like, it's also harsh because you're also taking an experience, mm -hmm. you're, and you're partially mm -hmm. rating an experience. Yeah, Whether you're true. trying to take nostalgia out, even if you do, you're still rating an experience of yeah. your husband also sitting on the couch watching you just yeah. cry the whole movie, <laughs> Yeah. I cried the whole time. Or yeah. you also are rating an experience of, like, your kids or mm -hmm. playing video. Like, 
you're having an experience one way or the other, it's hard to take that out and look at mm-hmm. a film as either just technical because if you're just mm-hmm. looking at technical issues, it's hard to rate a movie because, number one, you probably don't know all the technicalities mm-hmm. that go into making a movie. Whether, sure. You know, maybe you don't even notice the way the light is framed or mm-hmm. actually you as a photographer probably notice the mm-hmm. light. You probably notice more rhythmic ups and downs maybe i don't know as mm-hmm. a teacher like i don't know exactly but you notice maybe more pacing issues as a technicality versus like you're also rating an emotion well it's hard to rate it's hard to say you didn't have a good time or a yeah. bad time so yeah it's sure. hard to give out a one yeah yep true although you haven't seen movies like the zippity doodah yeah, like song in the south. south. Yeah. yeah, that song's great. If you great had though. a problem with Snow White, <laughs> I think you, I foresee a problem with Song of the South. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah we'll see about that one. That song is great though. Um, I used to have those Disney sing-along songs. Yeah, you know, with the little owl. Do you remember those things? Nope. Oh, at the beginning there was the owl. <laughs> Sorry. It was like a whole like VHS tape of Disney sing-along songs, and it had the Bri- words. Bri- rabbit. It had the Bri- words. Bri- Bri- yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. It had the words at the bottom of the screen and little gears would bounce around for every song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I had that, and um, song and Zippity Doodah was on it, and I like it, but I also like it because of um, Splash Mountain, and it's on right. Splash Mountain, so that I was evokes curious if it was still on personal. Splash it is, yeah, so. it evokes oh, personal emotions. Yeah, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, so I'm curious to see it. You know, like I think I I've I've read a little bit about it, and I understand that there's a it's like supposed to be do you want me to say right now mm. yeah don't worry about it um <laughs> anyways i've never seen it so i'm, I'm curious to see if it yeah. will be as terrible as it seems or will mm-hmm. there be like okay parts and yeah. parts that are you know definitely offensive also curious if like the okay parts to you are also based on Yeah, it wasn't offensive to you. Yeah, yeah. You like, yeah. I will definitely do, <laughs> yeah, you know, like totally. I did for, um, for Princess and the Frog, of trying to look up at least, you know, somewhat what the reaction um, from the African American community was, or like right. when we do Pocahontas, what was the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, totally, to try to get some of that perspective in it because, yeah, out of recognition for that. Yeah. Totally. Okay, well, our last thing that we're going to do is actually draw our next Disney movie. I'm excited. Yeah, we actually have Kevin draw it. Um. Okay, I got Hercules. Hercules. This has been a lovely experience having you on the podcast, Kevin. Indeed. Let me tell you both thank you for having me join you. Uh, This was fun the Lion King. <laughs> which is the best. Which is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I just it's been fun having fellow podcasters to talk editing with and <laughs> ins and outs <laughs> and stuff. I, uh, I enjoy the show and thank you for letting me crash it. Yeah, <laughs> and listeners, if you're interested in hearing more of um, Kevin's 
thoughts about music, uh, all sorts of movies, everything. Mostly movies. Mostly yeah. movies. You know, if you're interested in hearing more of his thoughts, um, which are great, um, go ahead and check out The Zade Story, uh, which is his movie podcast. comes out every single week. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so with that, we'll see you next time. Um, thanks again to Speaking Easy Podcast for creating our cocktail for The Lion King. Um, thanks to James of Fresh Ink for our music. And thanks to all of you for listening in. Disney to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Talk. 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 Talk.